Well, a new report about policing of Metro Vancouver's uh, port terminal facilities uh, says there's really literally no downside for organized crime to set up shop here. And one BC mayor and police chief are sounding the alarm, Delta Mayor George Harvey uh, and uh, Neil DeBoer, Chief Constable at the Delta Police Department. Both join me now. Uh, Thank you, gentlemen, for dropping by. Oh, thank you. Well, I think this is a very uh, interesting uh, conversation uh, because uh, I'm I'm of the vintage where I remember when they cut back on the port police back in the 90s and the early aughts. Um, So it's the first question for you, uh, George, is, why did you as a community, as the mayor with the police chief, want to move forward and do this? Generally, that's a federal jurisdiction, a federal debate. Why did you want to be involved in this? Well, as mayor, my responsibilities is also for public safety. And over the many years that I've been working in Delta as a city manager, and now the, this is my second term as mayor, uh, we continuously had a pushback from port officials, the port board, with regards to reinstating port police, which, as you know, was disbanded in 1997. Mm-hmm. We have a fentanyl crisis in our city, in our metro Vancouver area, in our province, in Canada, yet we're turning a blind eye through, the, and this is a responsibility up to the Prime Minister through the federal government uh, to allow a port operations the size of Port Metro to not have any policing and security, let's just say policing, in, in our ports. So has it been uh, something that's been frustrating? Yes. And uh, talking to uh, our good police chief here, uh, Chief DuBord, uh, decided to hire Peter German in order that we could actually have some professional report done with regards to the policing problems. And I think he's, his report has been amazing going through the history, but outlining the problem that, that, that lies there right now. It's a non-secured for allowing illegal drugs and other contraband into our country. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, consultant Peter German, Doug Laparte as well from the former the Vancouver Police Department uh, was part of this report as well. Uh, Chief Constable, let me go to you. Um, what at its core for our audience does the report say specifically of what is tr- going, going through that port uh, and getting through to uh, you know, our communities? What, what are the things that are, that are happening there now? Right. So often our ports are the first and often the last point of interdiction for us to be able to look at illegal drugs, illegal precursors to drugs and uh, property that's being commonly sold, either stolen cars or even catalytic converters now are often being shipped in containers overseas for the precious metals that are inside catalytic converters. Mm -hmm. So so it's important for us as we interdict uh, these containers that are coming in and out of our particular ports in, in the Metro Vancouver area that we have a mechanism, a law enforcement mechanism for us to be able to evaluate uh, the risk associated to them. So probably, and also guns and drugs, um, stolen cars, all of that's going through. Absolutely. So in regards to the challenges that we have in our communities right now, fentanyl or precursors to the precursors as well are going through as well coming through absolutely so we do know that precursors are coming through so we're both importing and exporting drugs because often uh, we're manufacturing them right here and then exporting them out through the same containers to other locations across the world what passes for security right now at the port so currently they it's really uh they, i think the report calls it a potpourri of of security right now because there is uh, cameras and there's security guards but law enforcement is left to the RCMP and and a unit called the Federal Serious Organized Crime Unit so FSOC uh, we also have CBSA, but CBSA isn't a law enforcement agency, right? They're, mm-hmm. they're like customs in the states, and you know, even today, the CBSA identified containers that had 200 grams of opium, uh, 200 kilograms of opium in it, and now they turn it over to law enforcement for us to be able to investigate. So they'll be turning 
that over to the RCMP to be able to follow up the investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, Mayor Harvey, uh, I'm just trying to understand why we wouldn't have a police force. I mean, we walked away from it. I get that. And, we, and, and Chief Constable DeBoard here has just really articulated well what's coming through the port, what's getting through the port. What is the hesitation here uh, in regards to security? You know, I'm I'm puzzled too, and uh, I've just came back from meetings in Ottawa with, and again uh, a couple, few months ago, and I think a year ago, Chief Dubord, we were back there asking for the same thing for attention. Um, they just look at you with uh, glazed over eyes, and uh, it's always somebody else's problem. But as mayor, um, and with the support of my fellow mayors in Metro Vancouver, which have unanimously support this. Um, we need to move forward and just, you know, continue to insist that there needs to be police presence in some form there. And I'm not a police person. Uh, my job as mayor is to try to ensure that we have attention to this problem. But I, I you know, I always lean on our good police chief here as to what should be actually there at the port. Mm-hmm. But having nothing, it's it's a national security problem. Yeah, I mean, especially when you look at the issue of India at the moment, we've had China as well. Yes, we've talked about cybersecurity, we talk about other types of security, but one of the challenges, I would argue, is we just need to build a security apparatus, which deals not only with espionage, cybersecurity, but, you know, how do we welcome the world? Well, it's our airports and our ports uh, in regards to goods and services, and uh, God, it seems so bloody naive, quite frankly, that we don't have any sort of please presence at our at our port, um, Chief DeBoard, uh, what's Seattle like? Have you been able to sort of get a sense of what their security apparatus is like at the port? We have the mayor organized a trip for us to be able to visit Seattle, and it was a great opportunity for us to understand how integrated they are. So right at the Seattle port, you have the FBI, you have Homeland Security, you have DEA, and you have a local police force being able to get gra- uh, intelligence from the ground, being able to report up all to these other agencies working together to be able to resolve some of the organized crime issues that they have. Mm-hmm. But the other piece you mentioned, Jazz, that I think is important as well is access control issues. When you think about our airports, there is complete access control. No one gets through there without a security clearance, which is the way it should be. Well, we don't have those same sort of security measures at our ports. Unfortunately, we have about 30,000 people with access to our ports. And of those, only about 20% of them actually have security clearance. So the rest, uh, they're moving goods and services, they've got a job to do, but at the end of the day, uh, it's not the full clearance that you usually, usually have to get before you get many other jobs in this society. Absolutely. Whether you're working at City Hall, there's security clearance, yeah. whether you're working at many, whether you're, you're teaching your son's soccer or coaching your son's soccer team, you need a security clearance. But unfortunately, there's many people working at the ports, unfortunately, where there's no clearance. Is it safe to say that we have all sorts of organized crime that have either uh, directly or indirectly have people they know working at the port? Is, is that a fair comment? I think that's fair to say. I think that's certainly identified in the report as well as, you, you know, the first thing they identify is the fragmented security system that there is, you know, between the RCMP, CBSA, local municipal police and, and no port police. But the second piece identified is organized crime and, and the infiltration of what potentially could be and is at the ports. Mm-hmm. Well, it is sober reading. I have the report right uh, in front of me. Policing uh, Our Ports, it's called, written by uh, uh, Peter German and Doug Lepard, well-known law enforcement uh, individuals. My guests are uh, George Harvey, Mayor of Delta, and Neil DeBar, Chief Constable of the Delta Police Department. Give me a call on the open line. We're going to talk a little bit more about this. Uh, Perhaps you've worked at the port. Uh, Perhaps you have an opinion uh, um, on what is happening at our port. Perhaps you have some institutional knowledge of what it was like in the 1990s before they disbanded the port. Or maybe you're a truck driver who actually goes to the port every day. Give me a call. We'd love 
love to hear from you. We are speaking to the mayor of Delta, George Harvey, and Neil DeBoer, chief constable at the Delta Police Department. Uh, they're talking about a new report that was released today called Policing Our Ports. Uh, it's a report to the city of Delta. It was commissioned by the city, uh, and it was uh, written by uh, Peter German and uh, Doug Lepard, both very well-known senior uh, police officials here uh, in our province. Uh, as many of you know, the Ports Police was disbanded in 1997, uh, and even then, I recall, as I said uh, in my early days as a reporter, we talked about how it was infiltrated by organized crime groups. And in many cases, all you have to do is go to the downtown east side or any of our communities in this province, and you see the drugs that are coming in. They're coming through a lot of our major ports. And, uh, and at the end of the day, we do not have a ports police. We have some sort of security apparatus, which is hard to articulate, but somehow we do not have... Uh, ports, please. So please give us a call on the open line. We'd love to hear from you in regards to this issue. 604-280-9898. That's 604-280-9898. Star 9898 on your cell phone. Uh, let's go to Margaret in Langley. Hi, Margaret. Yes. Hi there. Good afternoon, uh, John. Um, I'm just kind of shocked because I come from a port in the UK and we know that all ports are targets for criminals to come in on vessels. They can come in cover of night. Um, Vancouver has the Marine Police on the ocean and occasionally they catch drug hauls. We've seen it on the news, great drug hauls of cocaine and heroin and all the rest of that junk. They they catch them in the act and the, 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 the ports are targets, for easy targets. And you need to have port police, you need to have good coordination, all the technology we have now with the cell phone, the laptop, the iPad, you know, they can keep in touch with CBS. They're all down the line. There's no, it can be a really tight uh, network of communication with one another. Oh, we've got something going on here. Get here quick. You know, and you all have to work in concert together. There must be port police. There must be all working together with each other to alert uh, dangers. And they do catch some of the marine police, and, but they need the port police to be there and pay them more. Pay them big, 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 more, more, more. Margaret, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Um, it you know, we've talked talked about this it is a no 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 brainer here george uh in regards to just uh, you know lay people even looking at this issue and saying look we got to do something here um uh, beyond this report what happens next uh next is uh we'll be doing a letters uh both to the prime minister and responsible ministers both uh in ottawa as i mentioned and also with the province uh that will be a report uh, a letter coming from the committee of mayors through metro vancouver because um, this just isn't Delta's issue. I'm speaking on behalf of it. Um, but all the mayors, all the mayors that are in Metro Vancouver are very concerned about the just just the, the, the effects of not having any police presence there at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's our job as mayors uh, to protect our public security mm-hmm. and the, our community and make a community safe. Mm-hmm. This is, I just have a hard time trying to explain our frustration with this, this, this in our part of the world not happening. I just I came back from a few months ago from a trip in Europe and I, we were on a ship and we went through a lot of ports. Mm-hmm. They all had security, yeah. different types, but they were all security and we couldn't go places. We had to even hand in our passports to get access to the port. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Those are secure something. areas. Um, they're treated as such as they should be. It's your first entry into the country uh, and we should be protecting our borders. And when you don't, it, it is very, very frustrating. Uh, let's go to Jimmy in Surrey. Hi, Jimmy. Yeah, hi, Jazz. Uh, you know, first of all, yes, I agree with the fact that we do need some type of policing assistance to the courts. Because the fact is that you got the customs people doing a lot of the work anyhow. Now, there's no, I don't think there's any big epidemic 
of uh, you know crime happening at the docks today that wasn't happening 50 years ago. So this report is not something that's mind-boggling to the average Joe. First of all, second of all, do you have enough police forces uh, officers today where you want to establish another one? If you do, what's going to happen is what they did with the SkyTrain. A lot of these guys that are senior in other departments are going to cash out, and they're going to get these cushy jobs. And then every six months or a year, they'll catch up, you know, a container full of something, and then all of a sudden they'll make a... Then they'll just- Jimmy, uh, thank you for your call. Appreciate it. Um, I get your point, but this is national security. This, these are reports. These are goods and services coming in. We've got three million uh, containers coming in through Roberts Bank alone. And uh, as you know, a few months ago, it was approved for expansion. That will exp- uh, that would mean five million containers uh, uh, coming through. Uh, Chief Constable DeWard, uh, in regards to policing a port like that, any sense of how many, physically, how many officers you would need? There's so many different models that we saw when we actually were looking at this report, you, you know, whether it was Long Beach or whether it was L.A. or whether it was Seattle, mm-hmm. we had the opportunity to see some different models. So that number varies on the, on how you engage the federal resources, the RCMP, obviously, how you engage CBSA, and then what you do for municipal policing. Uh, but there was always some sort of tie back to the city where the port was involved in, and there was always some sort of municipal presence is what we do know for sure. Would that be a separate... So- you're saying different models generally in other countries are they but are they separate from different police departments in the sense that you are a port police person that's what you handle that's your priority that's that that's what you do absolutely so you're dedicated for sure yeah so for example in long beach what they did is they actually contracted the long beach police service to have a ports police division Hmm. well in seattle they actually had a ports police which was a separate organization so there are different models available that you could look at and i think that would be if there is support for this kind of work to look down the future that would be sort of what the next research would provide is here's three or four different models you could look at Wow. Well, it's, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mayor Harvey, uh, I'm really glad you commissioned this, uh, uh, both of you for coming here today, because it is a no-brainer. I mean, really, there isn't much to talk on this. I mean, it's pretty obvious drugs are coming through. It's absurd that we've got some cameras up and perhaps some intel that I don't know about and our listeners wouldn't know about and perhaps you wouldn't know about. But the broad scheme of things, we still need boots on the ground and we still need uh, human intelligence and we still need you know, some institutional knowledge and history at the port as, as these officers would be working there for a very long time. All of that's missing at this point. Well, I'd just like to say that it always comes up uh, funding. It's not right to have the taxpayer pay for this. Yeah, and the report states that one of the options is a $10 levy on every container. That would more than provide sustainable funding for years and years to come. Yeah. And it should be a cost within the port community itself. When I've talked to people that are using the uh, containers, they said they had no problem with that $10. They're paying between 2500 to 3500 now, and the market fluctuates, as you know. Yeah. But $10 a container, that would also allow the federal government to have more resources for the CBSA program, which work extremely hard, the employees there. No fault of theirs. Uh, but we need a different funding model, and that's one that I think would work very quickly. All right. Well, we'll stay on top of this story because I think, as you say, it's a program that you think on the surface pays for itself, and it keeps our uh, our uh, citizens uh, at least safer uh, and uh, at least gives the bad guys something else to think about when they're shipping the stuff that we definitely don't want to see in our communities. All right, folks, thanks to you, uh, Mayor Harvey, and thanks to you, Thank Chief you. Constable Dubard. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for the time. And Absolutely.